I'm Kelly. And welcome to the Millennial Minimalist. So today we're actually celebrating our 35th episode and six months since starting this podcast. Yeah, I know. It's Mm -hmm. so exciting. Uh, So we're going to ask each other 21 questions on minimalism. It's basically our version of a six-month review. Yeah, just everything we've learned. And we haven't... We don't know what each other's questions are. I'm sure there'll be overlaps, but... Yeah, there was no time to prep. There was no. So we got to think on the spot today, which is good. It'll be more of a natural answer. Yeah, an authentic, casual chat. And uh, hopefully we'll share some incredible, like, or or basically motivating learnings and tips along the way. Yeah. So did you want to start, Lauren, or do you want me to start? Um, I'm going to ask you first. Okay, perfect. And we'll go back and forth? We'll go back and forth. Perfect. Okay. What did you think is the biggest benefit you've had since becoming a minimalist? I would say sense of space. Oh, good. Like just your surrounding space. My, yeah. So like my sense of space, physical space, I feel like it's given me the mental clarity to be more intentional with my everyday. Okay, good. Yeah. I love um, that. I've always loved the aesthetic of minim- minimalism. Yeah, so. I just, you know what? Honestly, just waking up in, in a place where my closet is intentional and I'm not having to make tons of decisions every morning, it just alleviates stress that you don't need. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It so changes your whole day. It starts there. So I would say it, st- it starts there. Every morning it starts there and it makes me feel a sense of clarity. So um, so what is one area in your life where minimalism has helped you become more intentional in a big positive way? Like Because I've lived this way for a long time. The more I became a minimalist, the more environmental I became. And after watching movies like The True Cost... Um, that's about fast, fast fashion. Uh, I just kind of began to understand how much my lifestyle plays such a larger part in so many different areas, like the cost the environment pays when you're not buying from responsible companies and you're not... So the like, environmental being, perspective. Being environmentally conscious, yeah. yeah. Which I never, so you're thinking about your kids. <laughs> yes. That's a good thing. <laughs> and it's, I just feel like it's something I never really thought of before because it came so naturally to me, minimalism. But once I began practicing it more, I learned so much more about the environmental implications and it was amazing. And what, what area in your life could you simplify more? Ooh. I feel like I write out too many goals and it kind of overwhelms me. So I need to like slow down, take things like one step at a time, like look at the day to day as opposed to the big picture. And, you know, it's like, what can I work on today and right now and what matters most as opposed to what matters a year from now? Okay. And I'm just too like, I want to learn how to play the piano and ski and you have all these things. All you need these to, things. You need to be smart about the goals that you're setting. Like, Make realistic goals. Realistic ones. And to make sure that, like, you're happy. You're still happy on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, don't stress yourself. stress yourself out because that's not worth it. Um, what was the hardest part about getting started as a minimalist? Ooh. You know what? I would say it was getting rid of certain items. Yeah. Which ones? Uh, and starting focusing on the physical things. Uh, I would say that it was clothing items of mine in my closet. Specifically shirts that I've had. I mean... I'm lucky in the sense that my size hasn't changed over the years. So I'm wearing clothes or I'm owning clothes from like literally maybe high school. That's good though that they've lasted. They've, they've lasted because I hardly wear them, however. Yeah. But I was attached to them. So I think getting rid of those items was the toughest part. However, today I can say that I'm very, very happy that I got rid of them. Everybody out there, you forget about them. So 
you get rid of them, you, you even forget that you threw that out, and you're gonna you're gonna be fine. Okay, <laughs> so good. that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have been saying that your minimalism journey has inspired you to become more environmental. So, what are some of the actions you have taken? Um, okay, so a few things. I always try to do no bag. So anytime, it, like any little thing, like a drugstore, the mall, like even buying new clothes. Um, going to Whole Foods, which is a grocery store in Toronto, but I always just try to bring my own bag. And if I, if I'm going home and I need to pick up something and I don't have a bag to put it in, I'm like, I'm not going to get it because that is just like the simplest thing you can do is to stop taking all these plastic bags. And when you go to the mall and you, you buy a top, like they wrap it up in all this oh, tissue it's paper. Like, no, and thank stick. you. I don't want a it's bag. It's too much. So. Yeah. And you also have a little bag for your fruits and vegetables as well. Yeah. I just got that as well. So smart. It's so smart. So just like little things like that. And um, honestly, it's not just being like in the process of being environmental. You are literally saving your space. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. So. Who do you feel you've inspired to live this way aside from our listeners? I would say, and this is going to surprise some listeners. My mom. I was going to ask that. So initially I was like, oh, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. But she started listening. She started, you know, initially she was like, hey, like, Kelly, you, you know, you probably think I'm a hoarder or whatever. And I would kind of chuckle and be like, yeah, I kind of. <laughs> but she's not. And 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 it's amazing. She's listened to a few episodes and she she'll now text me and say, hey, Kelly, look what I did today. Look what I did. I did this and this and I organized this and I got rid of this. I'm like wow, like without actually saying, mom, get rid of this, she's actually seeing the benefits in my life and she's listening to all of our advice and she's realizing like, hey, like maybe I'm going to practice this too. So, Oh, I didn't know she was picking picking this up. I thought... Yep. It's thought pretty amazing. Would never she's decluttering. It's, it's a good start. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite possession you own? Ooh, oh, that's a very good question. I would say my computer. Okay. <laughs> it is my life. I think most people can relate to that. I mean, it's one of those things. I, I always think about it. If, you know, your home were to be on fire or something, what is the first thing that you would grab? Yeah, your computer, I guess. Probably my, I mean, it, definitely my computer. Uh, and then, you know, I, I have this memory box and that's really important to me. So probably that as well. Well, it's That's my, a great question. It's minus 20 in Toronto, so I'd probably be grabbing my coat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. place was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call. Uh, what is one item, Lauren, that you threw out or gave away that was initially difficult to, to throw away, but a good decision in the long run? That was one of my questions toward you, Great. Too. Okay. Okay. So I've been a bridesmaid twice, and I spent a lot of money on the two dresses. I think it was like three or $400 each. And I got rid of them after because I was like, I'm never, ever going to wear these again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in the wedding this summer, and the girl was like, you can buy your own wedding dress, and this is the color it needs to be. And I had that exact dress, and I got rid of it. And I'm like, oh, oh I could have worn that again. But then oh, having two or three years without huge bridesmaids dresses in my closet it has been fine. If I have to rent one or buy another one, that's okay. Because I always say to myself, I'd rather accidentally gotten rid of or given away one or two things, but, you know, have the this lifestyle than having kept everything I ever owned. So... Um, so do you want to ask me that question yeah, but, now, I guess? <laughs> yeah, so funny enough. Uh, so I'd love to entertain... My place is small, but I'd like to have friends over. And I believe it was a couple months ago now, a friend of mine comes over and 
comes over with a beautiful bottle of wine, one of the best bottle of wines I've had in a very long time, and mm. I didn't have a bottle opener. Did you get rid of it? Threw it out. I was like, you know what? This is a this is a cheap one. I'll get another one. So. I threw that out. I also got rid of my wine glasses. So I didn't have wine glasses. I only had like another, like a water glass that you can throw uh, wine in. Yeah. So no wine glasses, no wine bottle over. And I'm a wino. Like, what am I thinking? Because I, I guess I just use the turn top ones. Yeah. Which I know Lauren says is not the good one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, and then and then recently, I, I mean, I'm telling you more than one item. I also purged a pizza cutter. But I, I realized oh, no. I don't need a pizza roller. I can just cut it with a knife. You can That's just fine. cut it with a knife. But, yeah. uh, but I definitely... I, what I learned, and my advice is, if you are going to replace an item, and Wait. you know you're going to replace an item, make sure that you either are intentional about buying that new item the next day after you throw it, throw it out, or you go and buy that item and 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 throw it out after. So, <laughs> anyways, just a little tip there. You know what's funny? Um, one of my friends, Jessica, is getting married this summer, and she sent me a picture of what she wants us to wear while we're getting ready. And she's like, which one are you least likely to give away or sell? <laughs> and I'm like, Jessica, I'm like the first one. <laughs> but that's how people ask me now if I, if I want something. Um, okay. Yeah, to add to that, yeah. someone uh, said, someone recently was getting me a little gift and asked in advance before getting it to me, will you purge this item if I give this to you? Oh my, yeah, <laughs> To people. prepare for it. <laughs> That's good though, people. We should all be asking each other, do you want this? Like, would this benefit your life? And then it's there's nothing wrong with me like, oh, you know what? I already have that or I don't think I would use that before they bought it for you. So true. Or if they were if it would make sense for your life you could be like wow yeah i actually was gonna get that for myself like that's so nice so exactly there you go you just came up with a good strategy um do you think minimalism is a trend so i think right now it could be seen as a trend um i would say minimalism is a lifestyle i think in the sense of calling it a trend it means that it is a hot topic right now uh, and I would argue that it is a very hot topic, yeah. especially after Marie Kondo's Netflix series. Yeah. So it's just kind of blowing up. There's tons of articles online right now specifically. Which is good. It makes me happy. Yeah. So I feel like it, there's that that trend. I, I, rather than the word trend, I would say it's a movement that I, I, that I think that will instill really positive change long term. And okay. that's my hope anyways. Okay, good. No, that was a perfect answer. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to maintaining your minimalist lifestyle? I, I feel like with clothes, like I, I still like to shop and I have a bit of a higher turnover with clothes. Like I'll kind of get sick of them or sell them or give them away. Or I'll just, sometimes I'll buy clothes that aren't the highest quality and they just won't last that long. So then I'll have to keep shopping. Fast but fashion. Fast fashion. And I, I've realized that I actually haven't been to the mall. I was telling Kelly yet this year. So it's been (laughs) okay. It doesn't matter. It's still twenty three (laughs) days. New year, (laughs) new year. So Um, it just it makes you realize that you don't actually have to shop and just utilizing my want list as opposed to continuing to buy stuff and wear it a few times and then either stop liking it or it doesn't last. So I still find that challenging. Like because we're girls in the big city, I feel like it's so So there's so many trends and like. 
It's like, oh, I love that dress. Oh, I want to buy this for work, to wear to work. Or, like, Kelly and I are going to a gala at the end of the month, and it's yeah. like, oh, should we get a dress? Like, Oh, I'm definitely getting a dress. I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's just little things like that, I, I guess. Or I'm should still, we go to our friends and borrow a dress? We're all thinking about plan, that. That's my plan, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where I still find a challenge, just, like, being um, happy with the clothes that I have and not always trying to... So what is your best strategy for managing stress? The thing I do that works the most is I put on uh, either a podcast. I like listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday or just music and going for a walk. Even if you're in a fight with someone, if you go for a walk and come back, you're in a lot more like stable and grounded of a mental state to have a conversation with them and to like make amends than Even if you were like to stay in fights. It, it just changes some your like perspective on things and especially like we live in Toronto which is I go down by the water which is the nicest even though it's cold here right now but honestly my best advice if you're stressed out just go for a walk even if it's five minutes ten minutes at work just go for a walk and come back you'll see things from a different light um when did you first hear about the concept of minimalism Ooh, I would say that it was you but like when? When was it like a year ago? It was. Or? It was over a year and a half. I would say it was over a year and a half ago. I think I initially heard it because you were joking about people calling you a minimalist, yeah. and then you told me that you started listening to the the minimalists podcast, and so then I got into it. So which is interesting because. I was the one who initially inspired you to listen to podcasts, and you were the one that inspired me to listen mm-hmm. to minimalist podcasts. So, so yeah, so that, I guess that, that's my answer. So, okay, good. Uh, when it comes to receiving gifts, Lauren, yeah. what advice would you give someone who wants to re-gift but feels guilty? I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with re-gifting. Make sure that the people don't know each other, because I, I do think it can... Like, if someone spends a lot of money on something... And, you know, they spent a lot of time picking it out for you. Like, you have to be respectful of that person. But with that being said, if you're not going to use something and it's going to be a benefit to somebody else, I think that it's perfectly acceptable. The worst case scenario, if they found out, you could be like, I loved that item so much that I went out and bought it for my friend. It's not the same one. You can cover yourself that way. Yeah, and in the book, Courtney Carver's Soulful Simplicity, I've mentioned it in the past couple episodes, she says that the... The gift itself in gift exchange is the physical exchange. So that is a gift in itself. Oh. So once you receive the item, like that's received. Like the gift is received. If you re-gift it, that doesn't mean that the gift is gone. It was the actual exchange. I love so, that. I love that. I think, I think that was really well said. I also think that we're moving more into a time where people want to get together for dinner or we're less... Focus on the more experiences, which is good. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's not just... Like, even for Christmas, like, I got my dad concert tickets, and, like, it's just better. They're better gifts. What if you want to re-gift them, Lauren? (laughs) Well, my name's on one of them. Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't. Um, What's a funny minimalist trick or activity that you practice? Outside of the psycho uh, bag. I was going to say, is this about the psycho bag? If people don't know about the psycho bag, she basically has a little bag in her closet full of items she think may, she may need or may not. It's and like, I'm going like, to sell them, I'm going to take them home. I don't know what I'm doing with them. <laughs> so people call it the psycho bag. Anything funny that you, you do? I, by, like, you're looking at me weird. Can you... Do you have a specific thing? I don't know. Is this I about the cutlery I... drawer? <laughs> oh, the cutlery drawer is the funniest thing in the world everyone makes fun of me for my cutlery drawer <laughs> maybe that's part of it yeah it's just I think when we went on vacation to Italy together I was just like 
wow. Because you're just so minimal. You, you, you don't have much stuff. And it's just, I thought, like, oh, man, maybe there's, like, some funny, like, trick she has or activity that you practice, like, that I hadn't realized. Um, so. I go through my stuff a lot. Okay. So, whereas I don't think other people do. Like, I'm constantly making sure that the few pieces of makeup I still wear every day, um, the food that's in my cupboard I still eat, I still like, it's not expired. Speaking of which, I was just at my parents over the weekend, and there was so much expired stuff. Like, everything I took out of the cupboard, I'm like, this is expired. <laughs> They're um, like, I wondered why it tasted kind of off. Yeah, I know. So, I go through and my clothes. I, like, when people are like, oh, I haven't gone through my clothes in five years, I'm like, what? I'm like, I will look at a sweater in my closet and be like, I haven't worn that in, like, two or three months. Like, do I even need that sweater anymore? Whereas I don't think other people do that. So it's a little quirk of mine, but it works. And That's a great activity. It does. That's smart. Uh, who do you think would benefit most from this lifestyle that you know? Ooh. Or you could say in general, like, whether kids would benefit the most from it or, like, people who are very materialistic. Like, I don't... Who do you think would benefit the most? I think that it would benefit for those... So if I could go back in time... If I could start living this way when I was in university. Oh, yeah. Uh, because how much money you would have saved. That as well. Because I would have been, I mean, I've always known the value of a dollar, but I would have been even more mindful yeah. of all the stuff that I owned. Because my parents love their stuff, so that was a part of my mindset. More is better. Uh, if I had a mindset that focused on less is more early in life, uh, I could have... Uh, accomplished more and and been uh, more hyper-focused in my goal setting. So to answer that, I would say for those who are just graduating high school, going into university, it also helps you clear your mind. So because that's a pivotal time. It's, hey, like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? And you're moving out on your own, most people, for the first time. You have to choose what your profession is for the rest of your life. It's like, oh, there's a lot of pressure, right? And so in that minimalism clears the excess in your life so you can focus on those goals and exciting um yeah ex- this exciting vision that you have for yourself so that you go in that direction so yeah okay good answer um how has minimalism saved you money uh because i have been less tempted to buy certain items that I know I don't need. Like what specifically? Every time I pass some type of ad or spe- specifically, it's usually a virtual ad, usually on Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Or emailed to you. Or emailed to me. And so I am tempted to buy these certain items. And for example, I was tempted to buy a new coat and I... Oh, you didn't. And I didn't buy a new coat, which is great. Um, I realized, you know, I kept wearing my current coat, and I was like, you know what, this is fine for now. Is this a need? No, I have a coat. Is this a want? Yes. Is this a want that eventually can turn into a need? Yes, but that's not today. So I've saved money. Yeah. Even this winter, I wanted to get a new winter coat, and I just started wearing the one I have now and I've gotten so many compliments on it I've had it for five years that's so funny so it's like you really people think they need a lot more and they need all this like new stuff but that's not the case between physical mental and virtual clutter Lauren which area of excess in your life do you find the most difficult to simplify Okay, definitely mental <laughs> with with all my... Because I'm a bit OCD. Like, I'm the type of person, if someone texts me or if someone asks me to do something, like, I have to do it. I feel obligated to respond always. 
To react, um, yeah. To react, yeah. And I feel like it's rude if I don't. It's just my personality. If someone asks me to do something, like, oh, will you bring this or will you send me this? Like, I I will do it. Like, I like being reliable. It's just how I am, and I expect other people to be. So when they're not, I'm... All of these things that are, you know, asking us to react and, you know, you're such a nice human being, Lauren, so it's always like, oh, yeah, of course I want to respond and get back to them, be respectful. Um, and, you know, there's, it's not disrespectful if you wait a few minutes, like it's not disrespectful. Yeah, of course, which I have, you know, taken that into consideration. So if someone asks me to do something, instead of worrying about it, I'll just email it to myself. And if someone messages me, I'll check my phone every few hours. And Yeah, you mentioned that, yeah, like every then, three hours or something. And then when I check my phone, I'll get back to them. But I just, you have to find a way to do it. And some people don't feel obligated to do that. I just like to treat everyone with respect and make sure I get back to them. And so it's just high on my priorities. But then sometimes that does cause a mental strain. And all my crazy psycho goals. <laughs> um, okay, what is your next minimalist goal? I mean, it's actually a long-term goal. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, so, I mean, my long-term goal is to continue to keep writing, uh, especially for uh, a website called Minimalism Life. But in terms of uh, my everyday activities, so which area, sorry, which area Or just, I... like, you know how, like, for me, I'm like, I want to be an environmentalist. Like, yeah. I want to really focus on, yeah. like, that's kind of my next goal. You know goal. what? Like, I your... want to master my bullet journal. Oh, good. So I have, I realized that when it comes to combining my personal and my work tasks, I realized that I can't actually put work tasks on my bullet journal. I can just put time frames of work because... My work is, it involves a lot of changes. So, and you know, it is an analog system. So I, I'm using, you know, saying, hey, from, from eight in the morning to five or six, you know, I'm gonna work on my, my focus on my full-time job. Uh, and then I'm gonna carve out these other areas for my personal life, right? And my passions, like millennial minimalist. So, uh, so yeah, I would, say, I would say that is something that, that's a part of like my next goal is like really, really honing that. It takes a lot of time to master that, like a lot of trial and error it to really figure out does. how to use it effectively in bullet journal. It really, really does. And I know a few of you have been asking to see what our bullet journals look like. Uh, I'm actually going to post a few uh, versions of how people uh, basically design their bullet journals because there's so many different ways to do it. I mean, I could, I could showcase an outline of what mine looks like before I put all the information in it yeah. uh, and share it with everybody. So yeah, so look out for that. Um, yeah, so my next question is what is your favorite minimalist gift that will be helpful for me in the future mm. oh uh spa gift cards okay yeah i i do that with some of my friends and it's just really nice like going and getting a massage and birthday or getting your nails done also or a meditation studio yeah we have to do that yeah we have to do that. and uh home baking like when people bake cookies or you do that a lot so we did that together one night remember that i have a picture mm. of it we made cookies here. Sure. Where's your mind going? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I remember now. The oh, you little do? Okay, ones. Yeah. yeah, okay. Would you date or marry a guy who wasn't a minimalist? So, yes. Do you want to know why? So, yes, because, but only if they had the mindset of wanting to change. Yeah, I was going to say that. As long as I could inspire them. Yeah, and if they were willing to make those changes. And I would never want to push someone to change. I'd want to be with someone who wants to live lighter and, and uh, more focused and intentional. So, yeah, I like that question. Yeah. 
How long have you been a minimalist? I have been, I would say, so we started this podcast mid, like in the summer of last year. And I started working on my life, I would say, March of last year. So almost a year now. And I, I would call myself a minimalist. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so for those interested, interested in decluttering their homes, Lauren, what advice would you give them before they start? I would say get out a journal. We've talked about this in other podcasts. And write out your why. Like why you want to do it. Do you want to do it to save time, to save money? Um, to make your life more effortless. Like once you figure out that why, it's going to be a lot more motivating to do it and to maintain it because it's a lot of work, especially I would imagine people who have to do all the initial work. And maintenance is a lot of work too. So unless you have that reason why you're doing it, you can't just be like, oh, I like the aesthetics and then right, it'll get help rid of you, everything. Yeah, 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 it'll help you make lasting change as well. Yeah, of course. Because you'll be focused. You'll be like, hey, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to feel lighter and I want to be more intentional. So let's just say that's an example of a why. And then someone will start decluttering their things and they'll be more intentional when they're in that process too. And then hopefully it won't get back to, like like you said in the previous episode, you're like, ask yourself why and how you got there. How, why and how you got to this big mess in your closet. Yeah. And start to look around your house, your clothes and everything, and just see what you use. Like even put a clear out a little space in your closet and just hang up clothes that you're consistently wearing. And then you can look at all the clothes that you're not. And, you know, you, with your kitchen, you can see the stuff you eat and the stuff that's in the back of the cupboard that like my parents had expired (laughs) two years ago. (laughs) There's nothing more amazing than inspired by Lauren is opening up your cupboard and just seeing like nicely laid out uh, mugs and cups. Like it just, I feel like I'm in a, even in my own home, I feel like I'm in a showroom. It's it's so wonderful. I was recently dating a guy and he was over and every time he opened up a cupboard, he just started laughing. (laughs) Everything's perfectly placed. He was like, I've never seen this. Because you can see everything and you're not looking for things. You're not scrummaging through a bunch of things in a junk drawer because we don't have junk drawers. So we don't have it. He like started laughing and he was like, oh, one pot. I'm like, but that's all I need is one pot. I don't need four pots. <laughs> Maybe a little different if you have kids, but yeah. again. Oh, well, it changes. It changes. Lifestyle. It changes. So what's your favorite episode from the Netflix series, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo? I've only seen a few of them, mm-hmm. but there was one where a girl had a lot of decorations and so she kind of went through that and I felt like as Christmas a, decorations they were a lot of them were Christmas decorations she loved Christmas which I love Christmas I can relate and she I felt like as her and her husband were going through the stuff they found stuff that was really important to them and the stuff that wasn't and as they got rid of it they kind of displayed stuff that was and it was nice it was like you get to go through your stuff and you know figure out so even stuff that you're not using anymore that you could use as opposed to keep going and buying new stuff people can go through their old stuff and like have that same excitement of having something new okay where do you see the future of minimalism so this is my hope my hope is that i i always i like to argue that millennials the millennial generation we need to unlearn so we need to unlearn yeah. everything that we learned meaning that more is better. And that's not the case. And I think that 
the next generations are catching on to that. Yes. They don't want the same. And I know that retail brands are also understanding that, hey, like, and I'd argue that fast fashion may die. I so think it, will. It, will. it has to. It's not a sustainable model. People are more focused on uh, on quality items over quantity. So I think that is really going to, I think it's going to be a cultural change. I think it's going to influence the brands. I think some brands are going to go out of business. I feel like fast fashion, the only good part of fast fashion is if you're painting painting walls. <laughs> you're painting walls or if you're going on vacation where you leave those clothes at your vacation destination and don't bring them back. So, so yeah, that's my answer. That's good. I love that you said unlearn. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like as people get, as you say, the new generations come up, they're not going to be as wasteful. And it's not going to be about going to the mall on Saturday anymore. Like People are going to be doing other things. So Activities, yeah. Activities, Activities that don't involve like consuming. Yeah. So. Do you think minimalism is more a mindset or a behavior? I think that it's a behavior for those who go into it without asking themselves why they're doing it. Okay. So, which means that they may not be able to create lasting changes. But I would argue that it is, for those who want minimalism to change their life in a positive way, I would say that it is, or it is a mindset. It has to be more than behavior. Because it's, it's, it's a lasting change. Or it's a mindset that will change your behavior. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it, sorry, if you're open to this mindset or this new way of thinking, it will change the poor habits that got you there yeah. to keep you moving forward in a positive way. Okay. How yeah. many I- items make up the ideal capsule wardrobe, Lauren? Ooh, it's hard. It's different for everyone, and I think it's a lot harder for people who are in, like us, which is a four-season climate. Mm-hmm. Like, we literally have 30... 40 degree days and then we have minus 20 degree days so. outside of outerwear though just close oh honestly i do think you can get by with 10 to 15 really good quality pieces this is just clothing this is not shoes or accessories right no just okay perfect, perfect that scared me for a second yeah i mean you don't <laughs> but how many coats do you need like right two or three max and how many shoes do you need like okay. how many heels do you own by the way how many shoes do you do you own um, I think all the women, female listeners, will find this fascinating. Uh, oh I probably own maybe four or five pairs of heels. But how many do you actually wear often? Maybe one? Only. I always see the same pair. I always wear the one in the winter and then one in the summer. Yeah. So of those pairs, you usually wear do you wear two. And then I have like two dressy ones. I guess for... you have more to declutter, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm think I have, I own two pairs of heels. That's it? That's it. You people think strappy everything? Everything. It's two. I've got a black pair and I have a beige pair. That's all I Look need. at Kelly and I, and we're always dressed up and we only wear two pairs of heels. Yeah. Or we only own, so. Yeah, I don't like the idea of the cost of storing. I don't want to have to store it if I only wear it once a year. It's not worth it. Yeah, no, it's not. It needs to be like a rent-a-shoe service or something. Yeah, they need a <laughs> rent-a-everything. <laughs> okay, prior to becoming a minimalist, what minimalist behaviors did you already practice? So I've always had the same number of clothes. So I didn't buy anything of excess when I was in university. I didn't buy extra clothes or anything. So I would say that I always kept my wardrobe pretty small and tight and clean. So I would say that's that was one of the ways. Also, my uh, mental clutter. 
I would say that I was really pretty good at that. I would go for walks, I would de-stress, I would lay down and close my eyes. I always found methods to kind of clear my head. Uh, But on the other side, flip side, I know this isn't part of the question, but I was the worst when it came to virtual clutter. I would keep files and files. Like I was was going to ask, what was the thing you did not practice? Oh, there you go. So in university, I took six essay courses. Like it was my whole degree was essay essay writing, and I would have like fifteen versions of one essay, and I would keep every version. It's like you don't need to keep all that. So it's all that, and and I took hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of photos. I used to take so many photos in university and my travels overseas so I would say now I have to like every day I've been decluttering all that stuff and it's just it's kind of a lot so I wish I had learned that earlier you don't need a thousand pictures to capture one memory you only need a couple pictures it's crazy yeah so when you were saying that for some reason it made me realize that when we look at pictures we're living in the past yeah like you're not living in the present moment like it's nice to look back on memories but I mean, I feel like, you know, that that challenge right now, everyone's doing the 10-year challenge. Yeah. I think that is all about living in the past. And I think that that's actually not a healthy thing. I mean, that's my opinion. Everybody can have their opinion on the 10-year challenge. I just think a lot of people are doing it to feel good about themselves. Like, oh, I look good. You know what I mean? As in, like, like they haven't aged very much in 10 years? Yeah, that. Or they want people to... Uh, basically confirm that they are still beautiful or they're still worthy yeah. or they're still successful. Oh, but I've seen smarter posts. Like, hey, like th- someone posted a, a 10-year challenge. It was, hey, this is what the this is what our environment looked like 10 years ago. This is what it looks like now. Like oh. these are the things that we the, that's an important 10-year challenge. Like that's an important thing for us to see and so that we can make changes. The all these physical yeah. images of people, it's just narcissistic in my mind. And but it's like it's not necessary like it doesn't seeing those pictures like no one cares yeah it's like oh I need that validation like if you I don't know it's just I don't know that's just my opinion but yeah so what's your favorite minimalist retail brand okay I haven't actually purchased anything from this but recently I think I said this in the last podcast I've been following this girl Lauren Singer oh so she um lives a zero waste lifestyle and if you go on her website, oh. there's a shop she uses in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's affiliated with it. Might be hers. And it's called the Package Free Shop. And sorry, say that again. It's called the Package Free Shop. Package free. Okay. Package free. And everything is recyclable or reusable. It doesn't come with tags or anything on it. It's incredible. Everything from your toothpaste to your laundry detergent razors toothbrushes that you can compost like it is nothing from the shop can go and goes in the garbage i love that i love it like it and so they have a storefront in new york they have a store in manhattan (gasps) and it's just so she kind of was making a lot of her own products and i think people wanted to purchase them from her and I'd have to look wow. up whether well, she's we're going to have to, like, add that to the show notes. That's really fascinating. Oh, she, it's incredible. So what's your biggest minimalist goal and personal challenge for this year? To be more environmental. Okay. So but, even more so than you are now. Yeah, I think I still have a ton really far to go. Okay. Um, I'm we should just, probably do an episode on that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so much more interested in And the Lauren Singer girl that I was just talking about, she said that 
the life she lives is in alignment with her values and it makes her happy and I feel like not throwing stuff in the garbage makes me happier like even I've been working at coffee shops while I was at my parents over the last few days and I'll just get the coffee for there and then nothing goes in the garbage and Mm -hmm. it's just it's so much but you make time. Like, some people are very rushed, but they you can are. also bring. A you can bring the mug, yeah. I bring a mug every day to my favorite coffee shop now, and I love it. Oh, it's good, so good. great. You, it's also cheaper, by the way. They actually, some coffee shops... Take the money off. Take some money off. I hope that environmentalism becomes trendy. Like, I feel... I hope I feel like that... it is, but it's yeah, not at the forefront yet. It's not... And I, I think that it's very associated with people being cheap. It's like, oh, I'm not going to buy a five-cent bag. I'm going to bring my own bag because I'm cheap. Well, it's like... I oh, want that's to be, true. Or like, it, like you said. But it incentivizes people. It, it does, which is good. But I think people care a lot about like wanting to look mm-hmm. if they do well. So it, it kind of needs to become more trendy. So I hope it does. So once you become a minimalist, you have more time. Mm-hmm. What have mm-hmm. you done with that time? I've taken that time and built Millennial Minimalists. Yay. Which is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. I have... Honestly, I'm so thankful for this. I have an incredible friend group in Toronto. And Uh I'm so, like, friend groups. And as someone who moved here, gosh, six years ago now, it takes a long time to build all your friend groups. And And I feel very blessed. And it takes, you have to have that time for the consistency of the friendship and to see them often, talk to them. Yeah, I've created more time with this lifestyle. And I have also been less of a yes person I've also realized like hey it's okay to say no once in a while because I need to manage those expectations and keep my word so it's helped me keep my word a little bit better as well so good I love that so just for our listeners it goes to show you that that you have gained better friendships from this so absolutely which is the most important thing okay what have you done with the money the money that I saved I've saved it good yeah all of my savings. It's Good. amazing. And you know what? We said this in a previous podcast. Writing down a want list is so fun. I lo- And you know what is even more satisfying? Not buying it and then taking it off the want list. Yes. It's like a, I, sometimes I'll go on the want list. I'll be like, oh, I don't even want that anymore. So basically we created these lists where we have all these items that are wants. And I suggested in our previous podcast episode that you list the price of each item. And you just look at it. Just look at it on your fridge or, or wherever you put it and tally up how much money you saved. It's the most beautiful thing yeah, in the world. You and I should read our want list one day on the podcast. We should. Mine's yeah, pretty we long. Should. <laughs> it's like when on, the, <laughs> on Boxing Day, uh, what is it? The Minimalist, they posted something. Uh, they said, if you don't buy it, it's 100% off. I love that. Oh, I so love basically, that. Basically, if you don't buy it, you save this much money. It's amazing. That's so, so true. Yeah, yeah. So before you knew more about minimalism, Lauren, uh, I know you you didn't like being called a minimalist. I did not know. I thought would, it was insulting. <laughs> <laughs> would you be cool with being called a minimalist today? And if so or not, why? Uh, when people called me before when I was younger, I didn't really know what it meant. And I was offended. I'm like, I'm not a minimalist. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's... So you don't want to be pigeonholed into anything. Yeah, right? and I thought it was weird. I'm like that's weird I'm not like that even though 100% I was I literally had one desk with like a chair and one pillow your lifestyle spoke true to the minimalist misconceptions like everyone thought my room was the spare room and 
And then I would get offended. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but obviously not anymore. I'm very proud to be a minimalist. Uh, it is 100% in alignment with my goals and who I am and my values. I've It's created, a mindset. It is a mindset. It's a lifestyle. And, you know, just starting. I don't think I would call myself a millennial minimalist if I wasn't proud of it. But I 100% am. And I think it's it's an incredible thing that people can take on and it, it brings a lot more to your life. Okay, so a couple more questions. Uh, do uh, you think minimalism, and I think you kind of touched on this with me, uh, do you think minimalism will grow or scale in popularity to the point where the majority of our generation and future generations will be inspired to live with less? 100%. I think that this movement will continue and it will grow But we need all of us to get together and do it together. We do. Well, you just need people to educate other people and inspire them um, on how to live. Yep. Because it, I mean, as long as it's out there, people are going to, you know, question it, start questioning what they're bringing into their life. Do, like most people, I'm sure there's some people out there who enjoy clutter, but most people do not want that. And if they could figure out how to live without it and to save their money and have more time, they're going to do it. It's just, it's only beneficial to live this way. So, okay, so this is my final question. Oh, you have one more. Okay, I only good. have one more. So you said, because we always say with the podcast that you, I originally inspired you and I'm the grassroots minimalist and you're the one that... I'm the up, adopter. You're yeah. the adopter. So at what point, like, did you realize I was a minimalist or was it like my place? Was it the way I dressed? Was it how I spoke? Like, It was all of the above. Everything? It was... The first time I walked into Lauren's apartment, I said, I wish this was mine. And it wasn't just because how beautifully new your apartment is. It was how clutter-free it was. And I started realizing, like, wow, like, I have so many knickknacks to fill corners. And then I started removing those knickknacks, and I was like, wow, my place is almost like Lauren's now. Like, I don't need this stuff. I don't need to look at this stuff every day because it wasn't meaningful to me. The picture frames and everything, that's meaningful to me, so I kept that. And then I'd go shopping with you, and you'd be like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that bag. No, I don't need that bag. I don't need that. Oh, there's a sample. Oh, no, I don't want it. And I'm like, wow, like, she doesn't want anything that's, like, free to her. And I was like, I get that now. I don't want it either. Because you have to, once you bring it in, like, you're responsible for it. And then you have to get rid of it or store it or give it away and yeah. throw it out. So I grew up with a guy, uh, sorry, a, a dad who, you know, we go for a buffet breakfast and he'd be like. They take stuff oh, with thought, them. Like, oh. Or, oh, that event. Oh, they have a big gift bag. You got to grab the gift bag. Now I'm just like, someone gives you a little gift bag or something on the street. I'm like, I don't actually want that. But you, before I'd be like, oh, well, it's free. You got to go take yeah, it. Yeah, why wouldn't you take it? Like, it. That's like my mom, though. She'll, like, drive out of the way if someone's giving out free samples. Where, <laughs> as, If you want it, that's fine. And if it if it's, like, something to eat that you would enjoy or something you would use, that's great. And you can try the product, and if it does something for you, that's fine. But people just take stuff because it, it's free. But, no, that's I just wanted to ask you because I'm curious. It as was to, all of those things. And it was also, you'd always say that you set time aside to read and to relax. And there's this calmness about you. And when I initially met you, I lived a very rushed lifestyle. 
uh, and I was commuting to the city. Yeah. And so my life wasn't fully, I didn't build a full foundation for myself. So I said to myself, like, hey, like, when I move to the city, this is the type of foundation I want to build for myself. It was kind of mirrored after your lifestyle. So. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so at what point did you realize I just didn't own that much stuff? Uh, when I saw your place. <laughs> <laughs> this place or the one where I'm in now? Uh, the one that you're in now. Okay. Also, you've just never really been into accessories or... Yeah. And I, oh, I always noticed... I didn't notice that you you kind of had the same wardrobe and you wore it often. It was more so you didn't wear any rings on your finger. You didn't have like extra accessories all over. You know, it was just very yeah. simple pearl earrings, a watch, maybe not a watch... Nice sweater, just very simple. And majority of people, I was going to university and I lived in LA for a year and all these girls are full of like amazing accessories and a lot of girls there, they, they know how to dress super well. And so I started buying all these accessories and, you know, it's fun to dress that way, but then you have these piles and piles of stuff. Yeah. Like some of my closest friends in LA, they're super fashionable, but they have like bins full of accessories and I'm like I don't want that sometimes I'm in a coffee shop and people will have so many bracelets on and nail polish and necklaces and all this makeup and sweaters and bags and I'm like I can't focus just because of your outfit like (laughs) (laughs) well you know what I should I should back that up it's okay if those items add value to if your that, life and if it's, it's part their of your personality. Style, 100%. Yeah. Just um, make sure it's a part of it and like you're not all the accessories that are in those bins like if you have bins and bins of accessories that you haven't used in years, go through that. Go through it. Yeah. But even just the time to get ready in the morning, I don't think I'd want to do yeah. that. So I have but two no, more questions. Okay, yeah, I want to What hear minimalist them. thought leader or celebrity would you love us to interview? I have always been a huge fan of Joshua Phil Fields Melbourne. Yeah. The, like the minimalist. Yeah. Um, he, one half of the minimalist. One half leaders. of them. Uh, so he always resonated with me ever since I saw the documentary. I've read all his books. I love his blog posts. I still really like Ryan. I just, um, Joshua has always inspired me and Aww. I think he's so smart. Maybe and we'll interview him one yeah, day. Yeah, hopefully. Or both of them. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. of them, obviously. But, uh, so... Are you, my last final question, are you happy with where you are right now in your journey? Yeah, I am. You are. I am. And what is your next step? To inspire other people to live this way, because now I know how important it is. I've Isn't said, it so rewarding? It's so nice. Like, even you saying all those things that you, like, saw how I lived, and then you wanted to build that foundation, and you're like, it's so simple and nice, and she, like, takes time to read, like... That means so much to me. And if other people are saying that, like, it, that is my next mission is to, yeah. to spread this. I think that's also, like, our shared why. Like, I feel like, you know, everybody needs to, we just did an episode on uh, minimalism and identity. And a part of, I would say, argue, a part of my identity and a part of our shared mission is to inspire others and connect others and, um, you know, build this sense of a global community that is kind of behind this mindset um, so that we can all like push it forward and live more simply and be happier. Like honestly, like if, if we all come together and do this, we can, we can inspire great change and you know, there's nothing better than happier people, right? It's just going to make the happier, uh, less stressed, um, uh, slower paced. I, I, I said, I said to someone today on the phone, a client of mine, I said, it's interesting because 
a majority of us are always saying how busy we are. And wouldn't it be amazing if we could just all slow down? Yeah. I wish we could just all slow down. And I'm not saying we have to be slow. Just slow down from the pace that we're at. Because if everybody slows down, then everybody can breathe. Everybody can take that long breath and just keep going. And, you know, so. Sometimes when people are calm or they're doing things in such a, like, you can just tell by their mannerisms and their hand movements that they're very calm. And I'm, like, mesmerized by that. It's I'm amazing. I'm like, you are so in the moment and you're not, like, frazzled or rushed right now. And sometimes I feel like I will rush and rush and rush my day. And then it's 7 o'clock and I'm home and I'm like, I don't have anything else to do. Yep. Like, I, I could have just taken a little bit more time to yes. do the other stuff and not been rushed. And now it's, like, 7 o'clock and I'm just going to watch Netflix for the rest of the night. Like you, <laughs> but you might as we well. We love our Netflix. Yeah, we do. <laughs> don't we all? It's, like, it's the thing people it's do. It's the thing, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, we wanted to let everybody know that we're interviewing Courtney Carver next week. Yeah, I'm so excited. So next excited. Friday. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be... It's going to be a really interesting talk. She is, I would say, one of the biggest female thought leaders in the space in the world. And so we're extremely grateful to interview her and ask her some questions that will be really valuable to you guys. And yeah, and also I wanted to share uh, a review that someone um, um, basically wrote for on our iTunes feed. Uh, and it is by all about that breath and she's really sweet she gave us five stars and she said i just found this podcast through the don't keep your day job podcast facebook page i'm in love with it you guys are exactly what i've been looking for in minimalist inspiration i started traveling for my job as a physical therapist sorry physical therapist and learned that i didn't need half of what i was taking across the country since finding a home base and building a wellness business, I want to start off in my new home with intention and a minimalist lifestyle. I couldn't have found you guys at a better time. I feel like I could join in with you like I'm hanging out with my friends. I was feeling a bit discouraged because it seemed like everything I was seeing about minimalism was from men. And that's not necessarily bad, but I can really connect with what you two are saying and it's more realistic for my life. Uh, keep it up and I hope you'll have many more episodes. Yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. That's why we do it. Yes. So thank, so thank you again for um, anybody who's left us a review. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, and if you have any questions, you can comment on our Instagram or send us a direct message. Yes. Yes, we are very active on Instagram, so you should receive a message back from us very, very quickly. And and yeah, so uh, we look forward to speaking to, to you next week. Uh, Courtney Carver will be a very, very special interview. Yeah, we're so excited. Uh, so, um, so yeah, anyways, yes, yeah, so if you have any questions or if you have any ideas on future podcasts, we would love to hear from you. Yes, we would. Okay, well, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye-bye.